Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's guest is Frederick Sandvall. Frederick, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Looking forward uh, to it. Thank you for thank you for taking your time out of your day uh, and being on the show. Frederick gets the honor of being the first international guest on the show. So uh, Frederick is uh, coming to us uh, this episode from London. Uh, Frederick, uh, tell us a little bit of how you got into real estate and, uh, and give us a little bit of your background so far in your journey. Absolutely. Right. So I got into real estate when I was quite young, just early 20s, uh, completely by accident, uh, not at all planned. Uh, actually, by finding uh, love. And, uh, and my love had a serious interest in property. And because of stupid inheritance tax rules, she had a, a commercial property which I started to manage when I was like 23. Uh, and that's land I, we still have today. Uh, and then from there, uh, a few years later, uh, doing like the traditional buy my home and from there uh, it took quite a few years to start to do it properly so uh, let's see maybe seven seven years ago or so i i decided to do this properly and uh, getting educated and we started to buy things and in just the first year we bought things worth more than six million uh, us dollars in in one year alone so yeah happy to dig into details but yeah that's how we got started Awesome. So, so, so once you figured out that hey, I want to get into this, you yeah. you jumped in and said, okay, Indeed. let's uh, let's do this. So we're yeah. we're we're, we're uh, we might have played around up until this point, but uh, okay, we're done playing and we're going to go do this for real. So you went out, got educated, and said, all right, exactly. hammer down, time to go. Yeah. Um, well, give us since we're there, uh, give us a little bit of the details on the, on that uh, on that first year, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like, there, there are lots of people teaching people how to use uh, real estate as a vehicle, really, to replace your job, and that's pretty much what I decided to do. So, I did a partnership with my brother. He was he was a banker, uh, was a consulting partner. So we had like really good common uh, skills together. Uh, so he knows how to get the money. I can negotiate the deals, uh, and we both raised lots of external funds and. Uh, from there, we just systemized things. We bought units and we uh, multi-letted, so to speak. So quite different to what you do in the US, but homes in London are very expensive. So quite often we took properties and take maybe like a, a three-bed house and converted into uh, six units, which pretty much all had on suites and they were perfect lettable units for uh, uh, professionals. And okay. uh, all of a sudden, you triple the cash flow for the same square meter footage. It's amazing. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, what uh, what are you investing in now? What are are you still? Is it all in Europe, or are you investing in the U.S. or where, where's your? Uh, I, I would absolutely consider parts of uh, the U.S. where you got better tax regime. Uh, for example, I'm curious about Florida, but no, I'm still just investing. Uh, in uh, the UK, I still have some uh, real estate also in Sweden where I'm born. So actually today um, I've changed country in the last minute. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 since our contact, I disappeared from uh, London via Shanghai in China to Sydney, Australia, uh, and then to Sweden. So yeah, I'm, I'm in Sweden today in one of my properties there. 
Oh, awesome. Uh, awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still invest. Uh, so I've got one deal. Uh, it's an option uh, for a commercial property that can be converted into uh, 80 flats potentially. So I'm still hustling, working still hustling. on getting the deposit for that one. Awesome. Awesome. Um, also, do you, uh, you do some, uh, some mentoring and some coaching. Um, talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I was very intrigued by getting proper training and also building on that. So after I've done it already the first year, since I was teaching people in a business, coaching business leaders how to grow their business, I could just take the first years of intense learning and, and apply it. So I was coaching already after having done for a very short while. Uh, and then from there it grew to actually just a few years later I was teaching the same program I had been taught, but in London. So being a, a foreigner in the, in London, it was a very humbling experience to be allowed to teach how you can very much replace your income in, in a year by applying the, the, te- the techniques I had been taught. So, yeah. It's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's kind of surreal when you, when you realize that you yeah. have went from, uh, you know, when, when you've went from student and now you've, it's turned around and now you're, you're, yes. you're the, the, the teacher and it's like, wow, uh, it's not that, it, you know, you're standing up, you're teaching that and it's like, wow, it wasn't that long ago that I was on that flip side yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like, wow, <laughs> this is, yeah, no, it, it is, it's really fun. And also it's, it's a great testimony to, to it, it works, the model works. And, uh, and like your, your podcast, you just bring in people who just share some like nuggets from their career and it can help so many people and you never know which piece it will pick up. So that's the coolest part. Yeah. That, well, that's like you said with the podcast. I mean, that's one of the things I, I, I do with it. And one of the reasons I do it is because I, I get to pick up these, you know, I personally get to pick them up, but then you never know exactly what type of, you know, what type of golden nugget that my guest exactly. is going to throw out to somebody else because just because I pick up on one thing, you know, it the my guests or my listeners, you know, they may pick up on an entirely different thing. Yeah. And, you know, they're 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 able to, you know, hopefully I, I I'm been able to change some lives and be able to give some knowledge out there to help people, you know, you know, take that spark and, and go, wow, okay, this is, uh, yeah. you know, this, this real estate engine is, you know, it's, it's amazing. It, 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 it you know, it just keeps, just keeps working, you know, it, yes, and, and, and I love the fact that I have you on here and you've done all this international that, you know, it's like, look, you know, real estate is, is, you know, it's not just for the U.S. It's not just for us here. It's, yeah. you know, it's international and it has, you know, I, I know the technicalities and when you get down into the details that there are, there, there's nuances that are different in, in every country. But, you know, when you boil it down to the end of the day that I, 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 I like the saying, you know, they're not making any more dirt unless you're China. And then then that's kind of a different story, but you know, (laughs) uh, you know, they're not making any more dirt. So wherever you have that piece of dirt, it's, you know, whatever part of the globe it is, that's still, if you hold it long enough, it's going to go up in value. It's going to earn you income. And, you know, and like you said, you know, with, with, with the, with the flats and stuff, you know, it's like, well, uh, you know, it, it's still the same philosophy of, you know, you have a bigger building, you have a bunch of people in it. 
one yeah. roof, they pay you rent and they help you pay down what it is. And exactly. I love the fact that, you know, you did house hacking, you know, you took a three bedroom and turned it into a six suite, exactly. you know, I mean, that's, that's just, I, I, I'm a little, it does, it shouldn't surprise me, but it's just, it's really cool and really refreshing to go, look, it's not, you, you know, it's not just here that it's not just in the U S that they're, you know, house hacking, it's yeah. international house hacking, you know, Indeed. It's, Indeed. it's, it's awesome. No, it's good. I mean, that, that's some of the cool hacks. So if you start to understand the tax rules, when you start to get a hang of what the planning departments actually want, you can actually play to it and you can find the loopholes in terms of what you can do. So that has a really cool uh, hack in uh, in the UK the last just the last few years where you can take a commercial property and turn into uh, micro flats, uh, smaller flats than you're allowed by the laws by using that just certain commercial properties you can use for example in an office you can uh, instead of doing a, a certain size of the flat you can now do a, a smaller one which means you can get more more than 20 25 percent more units out of the same space and that's like another like massive one so if you do the maths if you can do 25 percent more i mean in the end of the day you've made so much more profit and ultimately you can retain it so my brother has been doing one which has been like a 75 unit one out of an old office you can imagine the cash flow having 75 units in a, in a, in a nice area. Uh, as, as about to say, that's, um, is, is the UK kind of in a, in a housing crunch? Is that why they're, they're allowing those, those micro flats or is that just, uh, or is that just kind of like a cost? It's, it's just like, it's just a, a way that some developers interpreted the, the way how it can actually do it. It was not meant to be like that, but it, <laughs> It turned out to be like that. So I got one uh, friend. He has done many hundreds of those. So at one time, he had more than, uh, it's converted to dollars, more than a half billion uh, dollars of, of stuff going on of exactly this kind. So buying offices uh, and then converting it. So you can imagine the, the pipeline to add an extra 25% profit to all a profitable business. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's... Uh... You know, and that's a that's a trend that they haven't quite gotten. I don't that hasn't quite gotten here, but they've that 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 trend's kind of started here too. Of where uh, the the big thing is is you know old shopping malls over here. That, exactly. You, you know, exactly. you have these big buildings that well look. You know, with Amazon and everything else over here, you know, nobody. You know, the the shopping mall is a dying breed. Not everybody's yeah, going the, there. The, and the high, high street is converting. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're they're converting them into uh, you know they're they're converting them into a couple different things. But that's kind of the I see that as the next hot topic over here is taking these these abandoned malls and then just you know working them into you know kind of a, a an all in one where you have your housing and then you still, you know, yeah. you've revived some of that shopping, but most of it is, is reverted into housing. And then, yeah. you know, you have all that parking lot. So they even start doing, you know, things on the outer edge in, in the yeah. parking lots and stuff. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool to see that, uh, well, when, when I'm studying that, I need to look towards the UK and see, you know, how, mm. how, it's being done over there to kind of get some pointers and tricks of uh, yeah. exactly how to pull it, that off. It, 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 it has already been happening a few years where we had, uh, again, loopholes where you can convert even like 
ground floor space into uh, residential on the high street, which is, was unheard of a number of years ago. So you can actually pick it up also quite cheap because the commercial rates in some cities are, are quite poor. Uh, that means you can get really prime, prime resi, which is quite cool. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's that's amazing that you're you're able to, you know, be able to have a hack like that, and you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of cool when when unintended laws let you uh, exactly. let, let you be able to do that, and also I think it's kind of cool that you have tenants who are going, you know, it's it's you know, there's a fad or there's a there's a thing over here called tiny homes. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of what you've done just in a larger scale of, well, okay, hey. And, you know, and there's a lot of people, I think, that, you know, they prefer to have that smaller footprint that it's like, look, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not here for long periods of time, you know. It, no, exactly, it, it's, exactly. It, it's, it's I, I just, it's, it's enough. It does what I needed to do. I don't need, you know, I don't need 2,000, you know, it's, it's me and, it's me and a dog. I don't need 2000 yeah. square feet, uh, you exactly. know, for me, for me and a pet, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, yeah. And, and also, and also in, for example, when I do things in London, it's so rare that people actually have cars, which is strange in its own right. I mean, in, in the U S everyone likes to have a car, including me when I'm there. Uh, but I mean, I would say like on average, my typical tenant, I would say one in six or even less has got like a car in, in London. And we're not talking prime long. I'm talking like uh, the outer parts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I. Well, I'll say that's that's the whole that that's the whole thing. I wouldn't be where I live. I wouldn't be able to survive without a car. You know, it's exactly. like you, you, you know <laughs> exactly. they they have an infrastructure and and it's built up and, and they can you know that's a that's a lifestyle. I mean, I know yeah. people in, in the exactly. bigger cities like you know New York, L.A., Chicago there's certainly lots of people that fall into that category of, well, I don't really need a car. I can, I can get around, but I live yeah. in a more rural area that, uh, you know, it's like, look, uh, there's, there is no public transportation for me. You know, there is no rail. There's no, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I know exactly I'd be hard pressed to find a taxi where I'm yeah. at. So it's like, <laughs> no, nah, I have to have it. You know, it's like, there's no way there, there's no real way around, around it. But, you know that's kind of awesome that these these are in places where you're able to have that you know that 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 lifestyle of I don't yeah. have to have a car and honestly there's there's days that I you know I kind of wish that I did have that lifestyle yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know some some days it stinks to drive <laughs> so. yeah I know when you're sitting there stuck in a queue uh, at least hopefully get a good pod- podcast to listen to. Uh, definitely, definitely. There's a there, there, there's a couple out there. Uh, there's there, there's one I'm really really fond of. <laughs> good, good, excellent. Um, what uh, I, I mean when it comes to I don't know how much you've studied, you know, American real estate versus international. Um, are there any big key differences, you know, dealing with that you know of dealing with like the real estate in the UK versus what we would what we would handle over here or uh i think the the, the biggest thing is uh, if i do real estate mainland europe it's quite common that you have more of uh, prefabricated things 
uh, and also to, to keep up uh, the, the speed on, on building and so on. They're still very much set in ways how it used to be like hundreds of years ago. So uh, bricks and mortar is still very popular here, while I'm quite happy to do something uh, prefabricated so you can do it much faster. But even the, the banks are, are slow to act. So if I would just build things the way I've been doing in Sweden, uh, I might sometimes even struggle to get a mortgage on it, which is like really strange. But that's a massive trend coming. So eco-homes are, are coming uh, in terms of interest, but uh, people have not really converted that into demand. But I see that coming more and more. And I think you've got the same over in the US as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's interest, but it's not super strong purchase demand, which is uh, essentially when you're developing. Yeah, well, over over here, especially with like the modular stuff, it went through. It's it's we're on a rebound on that industry. This that industry had a real good. It was real strong. It was moving really well. There was a lot of interest, and then we got some some cheap players in the game. And, yeah, exactly. You need to have the quality, otherwise, yeah, 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 it destroys yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got we got um, we got some big players that hopped into that space, and they didn't handle the quality control, and they snafu'd some stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and they had some kind of international stuff, and there was some materials that you know it was uh, they they imported some material from places that they shouldn't have in the whole thing. So it, yeah. that whole industry took a pretty big hit about right, right around 2008, 2009 when, yeah. when the economy crashed. The timing, you know, that timing on top of, they had some other unforeseen issues and you had a couple yes. bad operators in it. So it it's taken in the U S at least it's taken that amount of time just for the, for that modular uh, idea. Mm-hmm. And for that, to come back on. But I think, I think, like you said, I think both of them are kind of in that same space of it's starting to gain traction again. And people are like, okay, well we can build a, you know, we, we can build a bigger building. We can yeah. put it together like Legos and it still is, you know, actually better built than if it was on site because we were able to manufacture it in a controlled environment. And, yeah, exactly. you know, and, and, and you know, be able to be more green and, and everything else that you get that you're able to do when you have that offsite manufacturing, yeah. which to me is is pretty is pretty important right now, especially uh, uh, you know in the U.S. There's there's some labor issues and and things like that that you know that you kind of you're able to cut out and you're be able to you're able to be more efficient when you're doing with a modular design versus you know doing you, you know doing doing a stick built project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a trend which is really taking speed here. I'm curious to see if it's uh, at all in place uh, where you work and operate. We have got the whole industry of build to rent. Uh, so basically, private rental sector is growing massively, often with uh, institutional backing. So we see like huge developments growing up with only the purpose to rent because people are not as keen to buy their home any longer. Have you got? Uh, do you uh, see something uh, similar? Yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, I just um, b- before I left my previous employer, we were working on a 238 home subdivision. Yeah. Um, that the builder was originally building it just to build and sell, like they do everything else. You know, they were gonna, you know, build all the homes and they were gonna sell it. And they had a guy who I 
think it was an international buyer actually came in and yes. said, um, you know, they, they, they said they wanted to see the model home. The model home went up. The, they came in, they inspected it, and they said, yeah, we'll take all 238. And I think yeah, the guy exactly. like just exactly. almost like fainted gone, oh, wow, okay. We, and they sold it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's happening here. And that's exactly what that whole development, it's just going to be completely a, um, a complete rental subdivision. Um, yeah. which is definitely a, that is, that is a, a newer, a newer fad around here. I mean, um, you know, usually they try to try to split that up and, and, you know, usually you have just bits and pieces. Usually nobody over here will want to own the whole subdivision. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that philosophy has, uh, has certainly made it over here. Um, it, but it's not, uh, it's not caught fire yet. Yeah, and also because the, it's just tricky sometimes to buy those kind of units. Uh, I now then follow uh, what Grand Cardone is doing because it's very visible online. Uh, to just to find those like two, three, four hundred unit sites, it's not so easy. Of exactly. the right quality, it's not easy at all. So if you'd like to do it in the UK, you're pretty much either stuck in a bidding war against like an insurance fund, or you have to create your own. And I'm I'm going down the route of developing it for myself ideally and uh, bringing some partners with some cash and then just run with it i'll see how it goes do you uh talking about bringing in partners do you ever partner with investors from the u.s or uh or or, or, or is there some kind of uh you know finance laws and some goofy stuff there or you just haven't done it uh, I yes, I've done it. I have been working with uh, foreign investors from uh, various countries. I'm very open to uh, American uh, listeners. Yes, at least reach out, and I'm happy to explain how the UK market works. It's it's good, uh, and you can get good returns as well. Uh, and with a local partner, you can also have quite good gearing on the assets. So you can really get better returns as well, unlike you would be able to do if you try to make your own entry into the market and also to have local knowledge is, is key when you invest uh, as uh, especially that's uh, i mean that's um that that would uh, definitely stretch the term of long distance investing for exactly, sure exactly, you know yeah. um but you know it, it's uh and and you brought up a key that is uh you know just as key here in the U.S., if it's a market that's two hours away from me, or yeah. you know, if it's across exactly. the pond, either way, you still need to have that local influence, that local knowledge to understand exactly. the market. Exactly. Um, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Europe and you, you know the U.K., Sweden, all of it is. Look, just because this is in this amazing town, where you know, it, it's like look, there's still bad investments in yes. san francisco there's bad Indeed. investments in new york you know and i mean these are markets that are you know absolutely blowing up over here you know it's like these markets are hot but yeah. you can still bad, buy bad in an extremely exactly. hot market exactly. you know so you I have mean, to have that local guy you know those those local boots on the grounds to be able to you know to to know what to know what it is because yeah, exactly I, I i mean i know over here you know it's like look you're two blocks off and you know that's a 15 percent difference in value exactly by being two exactly. blocks away yeah yeah no i like how you how you uh, rate, rate many of your units uh, how you ban them i like that we don't really have that system at all uh in the uk uh i think that's quite clever uh, 
way how to do it. I mean, pretty much you know why the band, exactly which kind of talent group you will actually have there, unfortunately and luckily, depending on which route you take. You can almost see like the crime rate on 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 uh, <laughs> on uh, yeah how it's closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we we're we're definitely lucky that we have some um, we we have some really really good and interesting technology that 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 works very well and, and is just open and free to you know whoever wants to look at it. So, yeah, exactly. You know exactly. that's that's uh, yeah that's that's definitely a. a something that that works in our favor um what would be a piece of advice if somebody you know besides the looking at uh you know local boots on the ground um what would you say somebody else should be considering or thinking about if they're wanting to expand and and start investing internationally um great question um yeah, I would say lo- local partners is really key, uh, and also understand the right setup from a tax point of view. Because many countries, uh, including the UK and Sweden, both penalise foreign ownership by additional stamp duty already from the outset. Uh, so to to have the right tax uh, entity is is important to to maintain the profits. Uh, I would like to share, I, I call it my, my five Fs, and uh, I, it applies to everything, and also international investing as well. So it basically derives from, uh, I used to work with the special forces for many years, and the, the difference between special forces and normal forces is usually the attention to details. Definitely. So imagine that you, you, you find it right, so that means you have got uh, maybe negotiated discount, it might be a prime location or an up-and-coming area. So the first F is, is essentially with a with a fine, and then you fund it right. So the funding solution needs to work as well. So that means it's sustainable, it's long term. You you don't over leverage and you try to manage the risk. Uh, so it's, it's the whole blend of finance. It might be your own capital or partners, whatever it might be. And then the third F is how you fix it. So that's everything how you enhance the value by uh, rehab, as you say. We see refurb mm-hmm. uh, to how you might uh, expand the floor space in a creative way. For example, in commercial units, you can quite often put in extra uh, stories even uh, if you if you are smart with the planning. Uh, then uh, the, the next F is either, depending if you're a flipper or if you like to, to fill it with the right kind of tenant, uh, same thing there. If you've got the right tenant, you can maximize the rent. And, uh, and then the last one is flourish. Already before, before you buy it, you see other things because of your knowledge or partners that other people might not see. You can go up, down, sideways, or using that commercial loophole I sp- spoke about before. So those things, like the attention to detail for all of those five Fs means that I've been able to re- recycle the finance uh, in pretty much every day within less than one year in forced appreciation. So you can recycle the money and, and repeat if you wanted to. So yeah, uh, if you find something like that international as well, that's awesome. But it's tr- tricky when it's not on your own turf. Definitely, definitely. I can. I I, I like that five Fs. Uh, that's yeah. uh, it's, uh, I, I like the I like the thought process behind it. I've never heard it quite uh quite displayed like that but i yeah. i like the i i like it i like the how that uh yeah. i i, I uh, like that system it, it definitely uh, uh yeah uh, I, I like to to build on it as well so when i try to illustrate when i explain it i think about like a skyscraper 
So we got like the, the different levels. So you, you can decide to focus on just one of those. So for example, uh, I have got business partners and businesses. So I got one uh, crowdfunding platform where I'm a shareholder and also on the board. So it means that they only focus on the funding F. Uh, and another company also peer-to-peer lending uh, regulated. Uh, that's also just in the finance space. Uh, and then I've been having other companies which focus on like the other aspect, which is uh, the, the filling, the whole management, program management uh, side of things. And then with that core of the flourish, that goes through the center, just like uh, the, the elevator does through the skyscraper and all of that means that the flourish aspect can be used in all of those so you might have your niche thing that you're really good at negotiating the deal or really good at finding the best finance uh, whatever is your uh, forte yeah whatever whatever your niche is and 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 that's you know it's that's another thing that you know it's like look this is this is a team sport you know and 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 like you said you know it's uh you you need you need all five of the F's, but hey, exactly. it, you know, find out which one is your your particular one, especially in, in the beginning. Find out which one is is your your particular strong suit, and just concentrate on that, and just work on you know yeah. work on that strong suit, and just you, you know just just figure figure your part out, and then if especially if you know that hey. Um, you know, finance is my thing, but yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go out here and find it. I don't want to be the fixer. I don't want to yep. deal with, you know, it's like, well, look, hone in on the finance and just make sure that, you know, everybody, you know, every, you know, that all your partners know that, Hey, this is, this is my wheelhouse. This is what yep. I want to do. And you know what there you'll find, those other, you, you know, the, the the other parts and pieces, you'll let they'll they'll come to you, and you just exactly. need to really let people know that hey, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I like to do, and believe me, there's enough people out there that go, yep, finance for for me, or yeah, exactly. you know, the fixed parts exactly. not for me. So, just just find find what you know what your true passion is, what you really like, what you really. I mean, you kind of need to understand it all. Yes. But you know, there just because you understand it doesn't mean that that's what you have to do, or that necessarily you can understand it. But it may still not be what you're great at. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it, I, I th- yeah, I think think the one that people shy away from the most is actually the action management, uh, the 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 tenant management. If if you are renting, that's where. Uh, people struggle the most i think because it's it's a people's business uh yeah well that well that is that is one that you know it's um well we'll we'll boil down it you know that's the one that you have the least amount of control over because you know you you know it's it's tenants and you can always you can screen and you can you, you know you can you know it it really boils down to having really good screening tools and be able to yes. do that but you know what? There are some profe- what what we call over here professional runners out there, and Absolutely. you know, uh, you know, it's like look, they're you, you know they 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 know how to scam the system, they know how to hide from you, yep. and they know how to if you if you if you're not on your game, it they'll 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 see you make a mistake and you'll end up having to pay for it. So yeah, exactly. pro- property management, uh, it sounds like property management for you guys is, is about the same as it is over here. Yep. Of, you know, you, 
this is this is it's not just making sure you have a tenant that can come in and pay and has a job it's making yeah. sure that you still have you know there, it's being able to dig deeper and make sure that you have those good tenants because like you said if you don't that's it, it makes it a nightmare of a job yeah, to okay. handle I mean, it's 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 so easy if you especially if you start to do this on the biggest scale you do it's just inevitable that you will have your first voids. Uh, it's inevitable that you will have your first people who decide not to pay rent, and it will just uh, be a matter of time before, excuse me, you have the first idiot that will actually, uh, on purpose, destroy a property as well. It's just a matter of time uh, if you do it on a big scale. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's it's they're 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 certainly going to be there. Um, well, we're getting a little long on this one. Um, That's good. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. And as long but, as uh, it's useful. Oh no, no, oh no, no, no. This is this has been great. I always, uh, I always ask, um, what is your favorite way to give back to your community to help out your, you, you know, uh, is there a charitable cause or anything like that that's kind of near and dear to your heart that you like to? Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we, we work very much with the uh, United Nations Sustainability Goals, uh, and we focus in particular on the quality education. So what do I do? Uh, I, I share a lot of content online uh, via YouTube, uh, podcasting, uh, writing books. Uh, all of those things is very much about giving, giving back and also helping the next generation. So uh, the next book will actually be How to Make Money as a Teenager, which is not at all properly related. Uh, but there's <laughs> like two pages of real estate there. <laughs> well, I, 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 but that, that, that's, giving, that's giving the youth yeah. the ideas of, yeah. hey, you, you know, exactly. look, 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 not everybody has that big chunk to invest in real estate, but hey, if you're teaching them how exactly. to make the money, then once they get it, then they can figure out how to invest it. You know, you get, exactly. get build up yeah. that nest egg. So awesome, awesome. Um, if my listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, if you just Google my, na- my name, Frederick Sandvall, you can check the spelling in the show notes. Uh, you, I will pretty much own that first page on Google. <laughs> not, you, you, you're not hard to find on Google. Okay. No, I'm, I'm awesome, easy to awesome. find. Uh, the podcast name is Invest in You. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I got also on Amazon a book called Trust is New Currency. Really applicable in real estate, how you can build trust with your investors, uh, how you can build a team, and also how you can apply that to grow your uh, empire, should you wish. So yeah, there are many ways how you can find me. Uh, and uh, I am very active also on social media, particularly LinkedIn. And that's pretty much how we bumped into each other as well. Yep. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. Re- reach out I and will... connect, happy to help. I will, uh, I will definitely make sure all those places are in the show notes. And Frederick, I, again, I thank you so much for uh, hopping on and doing my first international uh, podcast. So I, I appreciate on. that. And until next time, thank you. Thanks a lot, David. Until next time.